I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, we've been talking a lot today about uh, Senator Joe Manchin, uh, who's been a key player in the Democratic talks of, around the Build Back Better legislation. Uh, he's obviously expressed a lot of concern about the bill and uh, the CBO score. Uh, and I want to make sure we're, we're real, cl- real clear. Uh, we spoke earlier with Eric Bame from uh, Reason.com. Uh, and I, I want to make sure everyone's real clear. So when we talk about a CBO score, uh, the Congressional Budget Office – its job is to score things, meaning it will look at a piece of legislation and you may have a politician, I don't know, say, oh, it won't cost all that much. And so they may say, well, this will cost a million dollars. And the CBO will look at that and say, well, actually, you know what? That's going to cost a little more than that. We bet it's going to cost $1.2 million. And so they make an adjustment. They make the changes that way. Uh, other things that the Congressional Budget Office does is look at how you're going to pay for it. So the Congressional Budget Office will go in and say, okay, you said you're going to you know, impose this kind of fee on everyone who buys chocolate ice cream. And you're projecting that will raise $2.6 million. Uh, and they say, well, yeah, you might, you might get that. You might get more than that. Or they may come back and say, no, you're only going to get about a million out of those chocolate ice cream eaters. And so that's how you get to a reality check because it's easy in a piece of legislation to have – really blue sky shoot the moon kind of projections of, oh, it's not going to cost that much. And we have all these ways to pay for it. Uh, So then you can tell your voters and constituents that, hey, this thing's paid for. And both sides do this equally. Trust me. Uh, So when you look at those scores, there are all kinds of gimmicks and little loopholes and things that uh, the legislature can do to make it look like it costs less and that they're going to bring in more to cover it. And again, that's the job of the Congressional Budget Office. So one of the things that has been especially problematic or troublesome uh, of late is just how wild these loopholes and gimmicks have become in all kinds of legislation. Again, Democrats and Republicans alike use this as a way to sell their ideas as not costing anything or being revenue positive rather than revenue negative. And so what happened on Friday the original score had come out from the Congressional Budget Office. They can only score what is in front of them, what they are asked to score uh, by Congress. And so they did that, and they said, yeah, most of the Build Back Better would be paid for. It would add some to the deficit. But they did that by using a series of loopholes, uh, things like we're going to have a program we know is going to hang around forever, but we're in the bill, we're just going to say, this program only lasts for one year, knowing full well it's going to really last for 10. 
But then the Congressional Budget Office can only say, well, if it is only one year, then, yeah, it'll only cost that much. The reality is if you take the gimmick out and say this is a 10-year bill and that program will run for at least 10 years, probably longer, and so it will cost a lot more. So what happened on Friday was a second score from the Congressional Budget Office, which took out all of the gimmicks from the process. And with that out of the way, uh, it's it adds another $3 trillion, $3 trillion, Remember, this is a $1.7 trillion package. It adds $3 trillion more to the deficit. So, of course, both sides are, are now taking that information and, and going after it. Uh, Senator Lindsey Graham, Republican from South Carolina, on Sunday reacted to that new CBO score, gimmick-free CBO score is what we're calling that now. Here's what Senator Graham had to say. President Biden said the bill was fully fully paid for. Vice President Harris said it was paid for. Schumer, Pelosi, Secretary of Treasury Yellen. The CBO says it's not paid for. It's $3 trillion of deficit spending. It's not $1.75 trillion over 10 years is 4.9 trillion. What does this mean? The House should revote. The vote in the House was based on a fraud. This bill doesn't cost 1.75 trillion. It cost almost 5 trillion. It doesn't add 300 billion dollars to the deficit. It adds 3 3 trillion. There is not a plan to pay for it. If there is, I missed it. So give it to me. Give it to the American people before we vote in the Senate. Show me how you pay for this bill. And you know why I wrote a letter to CBO because Joe Manchin came to me and he said, "I think this bill is full of gimmicks. That these programs won't go away, Lindsay." And if you score them from 10 years, I think the bill will double. Well, it didn't double. It was almost two and a half times. So I I hope that this will be a showstopper for Build Back Better. Uh, White House Press Secretary quickly jumped out in front of that. Jen Psaki uh, criticized the CBO score as a fake CBO score on Friday. To quote of all people, Norm Ornstein at the American Enterprise Institute, who put this quite well, quote, you can't assume programs will be extended just because Lindsey Graham wants to assure that. An estimate based on what's not in the bill is bogus and fundamentally dishonest. I mean, this is not a CBO score. This is a fake CBO score. It's not about the existing bill anybody is debating or voting on. Uh, this is about proposing the extension of of programs that has not been agreed to without the uh, commitment of the president, which he's made repeatedly publicly, that he would never support extending these programs if they weren't paid for, period. Uh, and that's where the debate begins. Uh, I, I just can't buy into the uh, line of messaging coming out of the White House on this one. Uh, I've said it a million times on this program. I'm going to say it again. Uh, there's nothing closer to eternal than a government program begun. Uh, they just don't end, and especially those uh, that people become dependent on. And it becomes very hard to walk away from that. And if you're going to look at a program as a one-year program, great, let's look at that program, look at it separately. Uh, let's take it outside of all of this uh, trillions and trillions in spending, uh, and let's do it in an honest way. Uh and it was interesting that, you know, Jen Psaki used a, an interesting uh, tactical move there in saying, look, just because a program isn't extended, you can't assume that it will be extended just because somebody says it will be extended. Uh, and that is actually a true statement. Now, in the context of government programs, uh, the history is not on Jen Psaki's side on that. <laughs> uh, 
It, in fact, the reverse is usually true. You can assume that a government program begun will be extended. Uh, that's the way it goes, and that's how you get $30 trillion in debt. And so we have to have a different kind of conversation. And until we're willing to really hold elected officials accountable for the results. And the only way we can do that is if they'll do it with transparency, if they'll do it in front of us rather than behind closed doors. All right, that rounds out hour number one here on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. Coming up at the top of the hour, we're going to talk about uh, Latino voters. Hispanic voters, black voters, and Gen Z voters. Stay with us. Breaking news. Now on the mobile app for KSL News Radio. Sponsored by Any Hour Services. Listen at home or anywhere you go. KSL FM Midvale. KSL Salt Lake City. This is Utah's news station. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.